0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling. Thought provoking and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy.
1: And welcome, everyone. Um, by uh, cosmic alchemy and a wondrous spiritual synchronicity, you have chosen to tune into the Open Door, Ascended Master Online Radio brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse, where we keep the flame of life and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher.
2: And I'm Terry Kennedy.
1: And today we are joined once again by Reverend and Dr. Neralee Duffy. Hi, Hi Neralee. Welcome.
2: Hi, welcome.
3: Thank you, you know, for before having we, me.
1: It's great to have you here. You've, you've been uh, with us a number of times, and uh, which leads me to mention something that we just did last week. Last Tuesday, we broadcast our 200th show. Hmm. It's quite a milestone. It really is. That represents a lot of work by a, a dedicated team. So thank you all.
3: Yay. Appreciate and that congratulations very much. To everyone. You're, you're yes.
1: So what do we do as for an encore? <laughs> <laughs> our program today is focused on marijuana, and in particular on the spiritual consequences of using marijuana. And I need to say for the record that we are not experts on this subject. However, we are conscious observers of human nature and human behavior, and we are biased in our desire to present and promote a clear and straight pathway home to the heart of God. Okay, having said all that. Where should we begin addressing the use and dangers of marijuana? Is it as harmless as its proponents claim?
3: <laughs> oh, great question! And um, as I've been thinking about this, it's it's a very hard subject to have to tackle because it does have the illusion and the appearance of being harmless. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it doesn't cause any ill effects. It's you know, benign. whatsoever, it's benign. Yeah. But the truth is actually the opposite, and it's very hard to swallow. But um, not only the physical effects, which we're going to be talking about, yes. uh, which of which there are a myriad, I mean, <laughs> short-term and long-term, but spiritually, I would say it's devastating. Indeed. I would say it's absolutely devastating, the effects that it has on your chakras, your aura, your divine plan, yes. what you're going to accomplish in life. I mean, we'll talk about it.
1: <laughs> we, will, we will definitely talk about it. Um, in segment two today, coming up after our next upcoming break, in about oh, 12 minutes from now... We're going to be hearing an excerpt from a lecture that Elizabeth Clare Prophet delivered, including some very, very interesting information from a Dr. Gabriel Nahas, who is, among other things, an anesthesiologist, which I think you were too. I was. Yes. I was. (laughs) And uh, he has a lot to say. He's a very uh, well-respected scientist, researcher, Mm -hmm. and physician. And uh, we'll present that to you so you can hear the experts' opinions on what are the physical effects and then, of course, Mrs. Proffitt will also cover some of the spiritual effects as well.
3: well. Well, I think the scientific evidence is really interesting. I mean, as, as a former cl- clinician, I, I'm really interested in that, and I think people are too. But the interesting thing is that the facts we know about marijuana today are pretty much the same as what they were in the 70s, but it just wasn't given the publicity that it deserved. In fact, it was actually squashed. So I think that's something that we do need to cover in this program is how come we are now mm-hmm. knowing things well that we really should have known in the seventies.
2: Yeah, like why why would there be, have been a conspiracy to keep keep it under wraps, so to speak? And and you know, I was just thinking too, even though marijuana's been around for a very long time, it got ramped up at the same time. Rock and roll got ramped up at the same time, you know, a lot of a lot of things were happening in the sixties, you know. Uh this is the dawning of the age of Aquarius, you know what I mean? So there were a lot of lightbearers that were beginning to become aware and of age to be able to get on a path of initiation.
1: Well, and look how far we've come because um, having grown up in the, well, as a child in the 50s, but basically my teen years in the 60s, marijuana was heavily criminalized. I mean, you didn't have to do very much to get a, a prison sentence. Right. To think that we've gone from that point now to a number of states legalizing it. And there has been a relentless campaign to make it acceptable, mm-hmm. to make it become something like what many people think of as alcohol in the same kind of sense, where, oh, it's really harmless, it's benign, if you're responsible when you use it, everything is okay, not realizing that there is a spiritual price to pay. Right. And as I said before, this is our bias. We want to talk about the physical effects, but the spiritual, the spiritual side effects, far outweighs. oh my gosh, I mean, it deadens the spirit. This yeah, is a, a yeah. terrible detour for your soul.
3: It promises the earth, the world, <laughs> heaven and earth, and, mm-hmm. and all of this pleasure and, and just all kinds of things, but it never delivers. Never it, it's, actually, it's actually very subtle in the way that it pulls people in.
1: And you know what you're, And you're right, I totally agree. What isn't so subtle, and you can observe this in people, is that it affects your resolve, yeah. your determination, yeah. your focus. You become more passive. Right. More, and it seems like oh this is all cool it's groovy you know this you know, accept everybody peace and love, but what you give up in the place of that is your awareness, yeah. your consciousness is dampened. There's a almost like there's a cover being put over your consciousness, and in a way we'll talk about this some more later because it is the truth. I think, this is spiritual suicide. It,
3: it is, and <laughs> and it and what it does is it it literally clouds your chakras. Yeah. It, it it covers over your chakras, and it actually creates tears in your chakras, so the very thing that you want, you want those high spiritual experiences, you obtain that by light, but the very thing that you want, you can no longer retain. You can pull light down, but you can't keep it in your body anymore, or in your spiritual centers, because they're literally being damaged, but you don't perceive that, because part of the effect of the drug, spiritually, is to make you no longer aware of what's really going on inside you, which is kind of the opposite to that whole revolution that was happening in the sixties where we're not happy with the way things are and, and we want change, which is very righteous and virtuous. But I mean we've been sold we've
2: been sold. <laughs> A major bill of goods. A major well bill of you goods. mentioned before
3: the show began Terry
2: that one of the
1: aspects of this is that we well you want you to say it, this is about how we don't really know what's going on. Well it, it's the it, subtlety of it.
2: Yeah, it does. As you as you change, and like you say narrowly it, you you become clouded over But you don't realize what the change has been. And so when people come up to you and they say, you know, Terry, you're different. There's just something about you that's different. Marijuana, marijuana, the entity of marijuana, has the ability Mm -hmm. to make you not see that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. not realize that. Slides because into the background. It, it's
3: very clever. It's very subtle. And it actually merges with your personality. It merges with your not-self, which we've had programs on, yeah. the dwelling on the threshold, the carnal kind of mind, the not-self. It merges with that, and it gets you to defend it.
1: Well, and, and here we are talking about a very tricky topic. Oh. We You mentioned it. We should talk about it a bit. The entity of marijuana. This is, many people don't think in these terms. I mean, we... With the, by the benefit of the Ascended Master's teachings, understand that these kind of addictive energies are entities, and they are entities that basically have this vampirizing effect on your light. They want your light. Well, well,
3: this is me, one of the strategies to get it. Well, let yeah. me just tell our, our, our listeners you know, what an entity is, because yeah. not everybody knows. I mean, it's become pretty commonplace, that word, but an entity is simply a non-physical being which can influence or take possession of an individual under certain circumstances. And so it changes... And influences your thoughts and feelings, your outlook, your perception of anyone who smokes it or eats it or takes it into their body. And at that point, the identities of the person taking in the substance, because it is a drug, I mean, it's like alcohol, nicotine, cocaine, any of these drugs, heroin, and the the identity of the pot smoker and the entity begin to mesh. And that's where the trouble really begins. And, you know... (laughs)
1: As we said before, you'll hear us say uh, again that it's very subtle. (laughs) I I had a good friend um, uh, who was a classmate, actually, of mine in college. And I encountered her, um, oh, I don't know, probably about 15 years after college was over. And she had three young boys. And she was smoking marijuana in the home. And she said, I'm not hurting anybody. I'm doing it in, in my own home. No, you know, it wasn't hurting anybody at all. That was her statement. She was really defending that. Only the boys were exposed to it. Number one, and number two, they took on the behavior of the parent. Also, saying it's not really hurting me. One of the boys uh, committed suicide when he was nineteen. One of the others is in prison right now for being in uh, drug trafficking, and the third, I have no idea w- w- what he's doing. But for her to say it has no effect, it's harmless. You don't realize that there's a ripple effect for these decisions that right. we make on the people that we may be, you know, lovingly caring for as parents, or even
3: people that we don't know, but they see us. Well, you know? well, I'm so glad you brought that up, because one of the most determining factors as to whether a child or a teenager will take up drugs, including marijuana, is the influence of a significant adult in their life, and basically what they see you do, they'll do.
1: Yeah.
3: And 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 if we could just understand this one point, you know, you think you're not Harming anybody, You're just doing it in the privacy of your home, but that's the very place where your kids are going to see you and realize, well, you know, if mom's doing it, it's okay. <laughs> and, and not everybody can handle the effects and the things that, that really happen. And, and for a lot of kids, marijuana becomes their best friend. It gives them self-confidence. It gives, Well, it doesn't actually destroys your self-confidence, but it gives you the illusion of so many things. And before you know it, you're hooked. And people yeah. say it is an addiction, but, you know, honestly... If it walks like it and talks like it, it is.
2: It is an it. From a medical point of view, uh, if a woman who uh, – is there a difference between a woman who is pregnant and smoking marijuana and one who is not pregnant yet who has smoked marijuana and what that effect will have on the offspring?
3: Well, yeah, and I think we're probably going to cover that a little bit later. But just, just briefly, um, the, uh, the active ingredient of the marijuana, the the THC, THC. – is stored in the fat in the cells. Mm-hmm. It's the not brain. like alcohol where it's you know you urinate it out within six hours. This stuff stays around ten, fourteen days or longer, and it's stored in the fatty tissues, which is the brain, mm-hmm. and which is the sexual organs and which is in the fat of the body, which women have more adipose tissue than men. So absolutely it's going to affect. In fact, if you take uh, marijuana just twice a month, it stays in your system that whole month. It's yeah. never out of your system.
1: Yeah.
3: I mean, these are the things that they don't. They don't tell you.
1: Well, and going back to your question specifically, there is an, uh, twice the incidence of genetically damaged children in users of, of marijuana. This has been proven. This is cl- clinically proven. And there has been a higher degree of chromosomal, chromosomal damage, damage um, to, to cells through the use of, of marijuana. So it does have an uh, immediate and long-lasting effect. And in some cases, it's not, I wouldn't say irreversible, but there's been some medical uh, opinion based on clinical studies that have said that there is some irreversible brain damage at a certain point.
2: So so if, you know. so if I'm smoking today and stop today and then uh, conceive a child in five years, there still is a ripple effect uh, as well, a result of what was they in they my...
3: There may sp- well be. There oh. may well be, but this, what we want to talk about is the spiritual tools that you can use to cleanse to, and purifies precisely. Yeah. So there is
2: hope at the end, of, oh, light totally. at the end of the tunnel.
3: Oh. So. oh, the Bible thing can do anything.
2: Praise God. Yeah. God is the doer.
1: Um, well, just going back just for a moment too to finish the topic, and we will cover it again. I think in the uh, the excerpt we're going to hear next segment covers some of this too. But the fact that there is genetic damage is um, the karmic burden. Uh, I would think that you know we probably need to talk about that at some some length. But what you're doing does have an effect not only on you. But on those around you, those that you love, those that you sire, um, it's, 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 it's a terrible process that goes out beyond you. And I think in terms of society, you think about people who are using it on a regular basis who are physicians maybe, politicians, uh, uh, airline pilots. You know, there are people out there with this in their systems. And I heard this story um, some time back, but it said that they didn't realize when they had these drug tests. Yeah. The drug tests for the fatty tissue,
3: yeah.
1: uh, the, the THC. So they think, oh, I'm fine. I've, I haven't had a puff yeah. in, in a week. Uh-uh. They're they're still, they, they fail the drug and, test. And it
3: affects your concentration, your focus, your ability to think, your ability to make decisions. Our whole civilization, its ability to make decisions when we really need, we, we really need to make good decisions right now with all the things going on in the world. Indeed. And it's the very thing. But this this happened... You know, this is, this is not new. It's, it's old. old. It, 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 not just ancient Chinese and Indian civilizations, but way back on Atlantis and Lemuria. It's the same thing. We're seeing it again. That civilization went down. If we're not careful.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and we freely admit our bias, and bias or not, this is bad stuff. Yes. <laughs> you know, stay away <laughs> from it. Um, We've got to take a break right now, but uh, when we come back, as promised earlier, we will listen to an excerpt from a lecture by Elizabeth Clare Prophet. And it was originally, I think, titled The Right to Live in the New Age. But this is in particular um, a focus on the use of marijuana and uh, the uh, qualities and problems with the, this kind of s- specific addiction. So please stay with us. We'll be back after a short break. Uh, don't go away.
0: The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness.
4: Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Right now,
5: all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man.
0: This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door. Brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. Thank you all for staying with us. We are on a Unique
1: course today, we're talking about marijuana, its use and effects, both from a physical standpoint and, most importantly, a spiritual aspect. Now, we're going to play right now an excerpt from a lecture by Elizabeth Clare Prophet, in which she incorporates quite a bit of information from a very noted uh, researcher, scientist, and physician, Dr. Gabriel Nahas, on the use and effects of marijuana. Here it is.
6: In 1973, the Senate Committee on Internal Security held six days of hearings in which the testimony of 26 scientists representing six countries was heard. Six clear-cut biological hazards regarding marijuana emerged. 1. THC, the major psychoactive substance in cannabis... Tends to accumulate in the brain, sex glands and other fatty tissues of the body Much in the same manner as DDT is stored You should know that DDT collects in fat, in the fat in the body This is the reason when if birds lose weight suddenly in their spring migrations And the fat diminishes, the DDT will enter their bodies And masses of birds will die of DDT poisoning this also happens in humans in fasting. When you start losing weight too rapidly, the toxins stored in the fat come into the bloodstream. This is why you must be very careful with fasting. So the storage of THC is the same as DDT, stored in the fatty tissues. This is why we notice that when people start fasting, sometimes they duplicate some drug trip Whether marijuana or LSD, the substance then goes back into their bloodstream and it can come out of the liver and out of the kidneys. And you reach sometimes a point of crisis in fasting because the drug substance has not left your body even if you stopped using drugs five years ago unless you have done regular fasting. The second point, the second finding, regular marijuana use may cause damage to the process of cell division. Five scientists who testified at the Senate committee observed this independently. Marijuana prevents the normal cell multiplication of lymphocytes as well as other cells. Each of these researchers expressed the fear that cellular damage of this type could lead to cancer, increase the susceptibility of disease, and increase the possibility of genetically damaged offspring. Dr. Hardin-Jones had found that marijuana users were already having an abnormally high number of genetically damaged children. Dr. Akira Morishima, a genetic specialist, found that the rate at which the cells of marijuana smokers give birth to new cells, an ongoing process in man and one which is essential to life, was significantly lower than among non-smokers. Furthermore, he found that the incidence of cells missing a full chromosomal complement was twice as great among marijuana smokers as in non-smokers. Dr. Morishima summarized these findings, stating that, quote, it seems logical to anticipate potential danger in the immune defense system, development of cancer, genetic mutation, and birth defects. Three, There is evidence that marijuana may cause irreversible damage to the brain, including actual brain atrophy, when used daily for several years. Dr. Jones testified that he had seen young people 18 to 19 years old who had all the signs of advanced Parkinson's degeneration of the brain. Several psychiatrists testified that brilliant young people who had gone on a cannabis binge found they could no longer perform at the previous levels of efficiency. In another study, Dr. Souf of Egypt, after having conducted a massive study, came to the conclusion, the higher the initial level of proficiency, the larger the amount of impairment after one has used marijuana. Marijuana resulted in the persistent poisoning of deep centers of the brain necessary for the awareness of pleasure, thus polluting the part of the brain that allows us the full awareness of being alive. Dr. Nahas discovered that because marijuana is fat-soluble, it lingers for quite some time. As a result of this, many marijuana users have severe sensory deprivation, the symptom of marijuana which is slowest to recede and one of the least likely to go away. Worse yet, users believe marijuana is harmless because they perceive no difficulties or they become progressively less able to evaluate the changes in themselves and rely only upon their own personal experiences. Thus the user is rendered incapable of detecting any changes in himself and is unwilling to accept the testimony of others that he's different or different in a negative way. Because of the accumulation of marijuana in the body, it appears that greater and greater amounts of marijuana are needed to obtain the same effect. Thus, marijuana does lead to the taking of harder drugs because the user continually desires a stronger and a greater amount of marijuana to produce the same level of intoxication. The burgeoning cocaine market in the United States, which has at least 2 million users, bears witness to this fact. Furthermore, many individuals who have taken marijuana use heroin as well as a wide variety of other drugs. About 30 to 40 percent of those who use marijuana have tried heroin. Since then, investigators have found that the memory, especially the short-term memory, is the mental faculty most affected by marijuana. Marijuana doesn't interfere with the retrieval of information already present in the memory, but it does interfere with the initial learning by disturbing the process of acquiring and storing information. Evidence suggests that the adverse effect on memory may be caused by the inability of the user to concentrate. As a result, information cannot be transmitted to the permanent memory. 4. Marijuana adversely affects the reproductive process, and it poses potential genetic damage to the offspring. Scientists working at five different medical schools found that the male hormone level was reduced by 44% in young males who were using marijuana at least four times a week for a minimum of six months. Their sperm count dropped in proportion to the amount of marijuana smoked, falling almost to zero, or sterility, in some heavy smokers. In addition, there was evidence that regular marijuana use caused about three times as many broken chromosomes than are found in non-users. Five, one year of cannabis smoking, smoking often for one year, can produce as much sinusitis, pharyngitis, bronchitis, emphysema, and other respiratory conditions as would be expected from smoking 20 to 40 tobacco cigarettes daily for 20 years. The rule of thumb that seems to hold true is that one joint causes about as much lung damage as one pack of cigarettes. Marijuana contains more resins and tars than tobacco smoke and contains over 300 chemicals, 60 of which are found in no other plant. Not surprisingly, there are more carcinogens in marijuana than in tobacco. When cannabis smoke is mixed with cigarette smoke, it is even more damaging to lung tissue. Six. Chronic cannabis use results in deterioration of mental functioning, pathological forms of thinking resembling paranoia, a progressive and chronic passivity, and a lack of motivation. This is in sharp contrast to the myth that marijuana proponents ply, stating that it is superior to alcohol as an intoxicant because it has no hangover effects. It doesn't make you sick nor does it make people mean, obnoxious, or dangerous. Eleven of the scientists who testified before the subcommittee, including several professors of psychiatry, presented extensive evidence of dangerous and aberrant behavior among even moderate marijuana smokers. Dr. Forrest Tennant described the violent behavior observed in soldiers whose consumption of large amounts of hashish had led to the committing of serious crimes. Furthermore, the combination of alcohol and marijuana in many cases of criminal behavior had a compounding effect. Those are the six points mentioned in Dr. Nahas's book which have been added to and built upon by research from other sources. So those six points, I'll review what they are. That THC Tends to accumulate in the brain, sex glands, and other fatty tissues. There is an accumulative poisoning held in the fatty tissues. The second point was that regular marijuana use may cause damage to the process of cell division. The third point was that it causes irreversible damage to the brain, including actual brain atrophy, when it's used daily for several years talking about the persistent poisoning of deep centers of the brain necessary for the awareness of pleasure and hindering the individual's own analysis of his own condition. The fourth point was that it adversely affects the reproductive process, poses potential genetic damage to the offspring, and can cause sterility or a lowering of the sperm count. Five One year of cannabis smoking can produce as much ailments as 20 times the amount of tobacco smoking. And the sixth point was that its use results in deterioration of mental functioning, causing psychological problems such as paranoia, as well as passivity and lack of motivation. That disturbance in the psychological balance of the individual, you can see, is the wide open point for the manipulation and takeover of an entire population. I was amused to have the Los Angeles Times report to us that the fifty to 70,000 people who attended the Rockfest last weekend there were such an orderly and uh, well-behaved crowd. Well, they were drugged out on marijuana, they were so passive that they could just about stand in line to get to the rock fest, but they were commended on their good behavior. The obvious point of the article was that they're ready for takeover. They're not going to resist an invading army any more than they're going to resist the police there. The point was that they didn't behave too well a number of years ago, and this was to be a trial to see whether or not they could hold more rock fests at the Coliseum, and they've decided they're so well behaved that they can have rock fests there any time now but the the obvious conclusion to me was that you'd never see such a passive crowd before 1965 before marijuana came into use the passivity of our young people is very alarming their passivity to everything they don't get up and fight about any cause you know they just lie back and this passivity is working not only on the brain but the astral body Now I want to talk about the marijuana trade. I want to tell you that these six points that I've just named and the problems they pose upon the bodies of our young people require an intense intercession on our part for healing. I want to make those calls for healing, and I want you to make them for yourselves and for everyone because you can see that... Without healing, without the Holy Ghost, irreparable damage has been done, damage that sits for an entire lifetime. They need the resurrection flame. They need the healing flame. They need the violet flame. At this point, it's absolutely vital that the Ascended Master's teachings get to the people who've already been damaged by drugs with the single hope of the rebuilding of their pyramid of life and to those who have not yet been touched to save them from this terrible detour of their divine plan, to save the young people who are going to be 12 and 13 and get involved with other children at parties where they feel that they must try marijuana, they get into the grips of the marijuana. Entity which says it's harmless don't listen to all those people who are telling you that it's harmful so we have an immense job on our hands
1: yes indeed we do this is a as she said a terrible detour of our divine plan well please stay with us there's more after a break
0: Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel.
7: At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org.
0: This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. Yes, indeed. Welcome back. Thanks for
1: staying with us. I'm Tom. He's Terry. And across from me is Dr. Duffy.
3: Hi, nearly.
1: Yes, nearly. And uh, we're talking today about marijuana. And um, obviously, you can hear our bias in this. We're not hiding it. Uh, we feel that it's a very dangerous substance, both physically and spiritually. And uh, we're talking about the various ways in which it does affect us. You just heard an excerpt, if you're with us before this point, from um, uh, Elizabeth Clare Prophet, where she speaks to the physical effects and cites a number of research um, researchers and some very um, compelling evidence. But we also know that this is not necessarily a popular topic, that is, the uh, opposition to the use of marijuana, because we have been ingrained to believe, many of us, that it is harmless, it is benign, that it is a wonderful alternative to the stress of modern life, we're not harming anybody, it's perfectly fine to do it. Well, we disagree, and we disagree on many grounds, but one of the things that is most important to us is for the understanding that, from a spiritual standpoint, this is something that you simply cannot afford to include in your day-to-day life. It will it will stop your blueprint, your soul blueprint in its tracks, basically, you don't need to take this, as she said, quote, terrible detour. I also wanted to point out that she mentioned in her ex- excerpt that use of marijuana takes away, to a certain extent, the brain's ability to appreciate the pleasures of living and life, mm. being fully alive. Mm. This is a, it's going into a tuck, if you will, using an old 60s expression. But it is a way of uh, taking the edge off, and not just what we might be feeling as pain or stress, but it takes the edge off of life takes the edge off our soul's pathway home. Is that a fair characterization?
3: I I think it is. And it also, um, it it comes down to also not wanting to take accountability for our lives and for our decisions and for our choices. And, and, you know, she's talking about the passivity. but, But can I just talk about just some of the spiritual things just to tell our listeners what?
2: Yeah, because there is light at the end of the tunnel here, isn't there? Yeah,
1: agreed. Yeah. And I, I think yes, that would be appropriate. And I just wanted to say that yeah. you know we talk about some of the negative side effects of this; they are real. They have been noted. They have been you know clinically proven. And we don't want people to feel that they have caused irreparable, permanent damage. That there are things that we can do from a spiritual standpoint that will reverse this
3: experience. Mm-hmm. So is that where you wanted to go with it? Yeah, but just before that, I just wanted to just just summarize. Briefly what it does to you spiritually Uh, We've talked about clouding the chakras And the aura, particularly the crown chakra So you can't think, you can't process Make good decisions, concentrate and so forth It actually prevents Through that crown chakra clouding Uh, it present, prevents your ability to make contact with your God presence, you know, with the light. And it actually causes you to lose light or release light. And that's the, that's the rush. That's the great feeling that you get is, is the light that's actually leaving you when that happens. And it also, um, that light, where does it go? It feeds the entity which gets your light and brings with it a heavy ignorance and a kind of a density in the, and the passivity. And so it does, um, not enable you to fulfill your divine plan in the way that you normally would. So, I think you know, just spiritually, um, there is a lot going on, and it's not yeah. good. So
2: you, know, you come in, you know, most teenagers have a, have a real drive for this is what I am going to do to change yeah, the, the lot world. Of light, yeah. and so when that marijuana entity comes into their world at that point, then their whole divine plan can become derailed, detour.
1: detour. Well, we know we heard Mrs. Prophet mention. That there are some tools that we can use to help us reverse the tide.
2: Right. Well, she mentioned the resurrection flame, and we're not going to get into that so much because well, she mentioned that's three a, flames. Okay, the resurrection flame, the violet flame, and, and the, the healing, healing. and flame. the healing flame.
3: Right. So, let me just talk about those flames. Okay, you know. there's three different flames. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, there are seven different flames. But (laughs) the the three that she particularly spoke about, the resurrection flame, is what Jesus used to heal. He resurrected Mm -hmm. Lazarus. Lazarus, It's a a beautiful yellow light, a white-yellow light with ruby flecks. And even if you just say, I am the resurrection of the life, you can bring that resurrection flame into your cells and atoms and resurrect those cells that have been damaged.
1: No, just aside uh, here, that was one of Jesus' most important mantras. Absolutely. I am the resurrection, resurrection and, and the, the life. life.
3: Yeah. And you can say, I am the resurrection, the life of every cell and yeah. atom of my four lower bodies. Mm-hmm. Now, now made manifest. You know, just that little mantra for Wonderful. our listeners will make a difference. Okay, so that's the resurrection flame. The healing flame is a beautiful green color, emerald green. It's for healing. And um, you can visualize your cells being flushed out by this beautiful green light and being rested and revivified and revitalized and transmuted.
1: Mm-hmm. Now,
3: that brings us to the, the third flame which you mentioned, which I think is probably one of the most important, um, which is the violet flame. Oh, yeah. The violet transmuting flame, we've talked about it before, can transmute the cause and cause. So this um, THC sticking around in your body for, you know, five years, whatever, Um, transmute it with the violet flame and just give a little mantra I am a being of violet fire I am the purity God desires that will go into your cells and that will flush out And dissolve and transmute. So there's absolutely hope at the end of the tunnel. And I'd like to mention a fourth flame, which is the blue flame of protection (laughs) and Archangel Michael. So you're going to protect those cells and stop those little chromosomes making the little changes and and, and boost your immune system. So I would be calling to Archangel Michael and the blue flame. And
1: also to protect you from the influence of others, your peer group, you know, that the temptation to go along with the crowd for acceptance is very, very strong, particularly in the young. Yeah. I'm making it in generality, but I think it's probably fairly true. So having the, the blue flame as a cocoon of protection, yeah. is is see it's good. And you know, another one that um, I remember taught, teaching my kids, well, I said, you know, in the morning when you wake up, you call it to your beloved guardian seraph oh, and yeah. ask your guardian seraph to armor you in light. Yeah. Just imagine you're in this cocoon, this ovoid of light, very powerful, and it deflects, reflects, and returns to sender, all malintent, mm. directed at you from anyone known or unknown mm. to you. So out there, we not only have people who may be putting pressure on us, we have society, we have the general... Tenor uh, yeah, presented to us in the media age, yeah. and broadcast in general. We, yeah, I mean, we see it in movies. It's all yeah. ex- made acceptable.
6: Yeah. I, I was
2: going to mention that uh, I, was, I was in a setting one time where a marijuana cigarette was being passed around. And uh, I let it pass by me. I said, no, no, thanks anyway. I'm fine with my Budweiser. Well, <laughs> I never got invited back into that group because, by the grace of God, I had enough strength to deny yeah. that marijuana from entering. But... So there's another thing. People, if they can begin to build their self-esteem and yeah. strengthen themselves yeah. with these various tools that we yeah. have, they can let that marijuana cigarette pass them by. Well,
3: you've got to see everybody surrounded by their guardian angel, their seraph, a blue lightning angel from Archangel Michael. You know, just imagine everybody walking the streets and they're protected and they're not going to make these choices. They're yes. not going to, their actual brain and their mind is is protected so that they're, those little thoughts that come in, they're, they're going to just repel them.
1: They are. And, know, and we've
3: got to pray for everybody.
1: We're we just going to say. For man, that. This is, you know. It's, Even it's, the
2: Budweiser drinkers. No.
1: Yeah. Especially <laughs> <Anybody>. those. <two>. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't know they had Budweiser back in the yeah, Civil yeah, War yeah. days. Back. They did?
2: <laughs> Way back. <laughs> when the earth was still cool. Oh, off. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh.
1: Well, you know, there's another. We, we could talk about all the rays and probably yeah. never exhaust the subject. But when you are awakening to that inner inner divinity, your I am presence, your holy Christ self, there's an expansion of that love flame from your heart yeah. that will encircle you and will also prevent you from making bad choices yeah. because in the love of that Christ and your potential Christhood, you would what you would not want to do anything that would delay your progress. Right. You know, one of the things this does is it not only is a terrible detour, but it delays possibly for an entire lifetime. You may actually just cancel out a lifetime and be forced to come back in order to undo the records that you've created by casual use of marijuana, yeah. for example. I don't well, mean to make this already yeah, negative, negative. No,
3: no, th- there's a reason why our beloved St. Germain, who gave us the Violet Flame, and many of our listeners are familiar with St. Germain, there's a reason why he called it the death drug. Yeah, because no. it's the death of the soul, the death of the spirit. And really, when you think about it, people take drugs because they want something better they, they want relief they want relief from their burdens they want that light and that energy and it's the very thing that will detour them and not give it to them but they have that light and their energy right in their I am presence above them it's free for the taking you don't even have to pay anybody
2: for it well and, you know and, and, it, and life comes with a few sharp edges we don't need to <laughs> avoid them Narely you were talking <laughs> about the release of light which gives the rush mm-hmm. there is the same rush that can come with oh, the yeah? intaking of the light right Right, oh, And yeah. you can
3: call down the light every time you decree or pray or ask the angels to help you. You will get light and energy from your mighty I in presence and Holy Christ self. And it's there for the taking. And it's yours. And you get to keep it. It's not stolen from you. Well, if you don't give it away. If you don't give it away. Yeah.
1: And so, if you don't mind, early, maybe you can kind of recap what we're talking about in this segment before we go to the break. In terms of the spiritual side effects and also the spiritual remedies. Yes.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Spiritually... It's probably one of the worst decisions you could make to take marijuana because it affects literally every cell, atom, electron in your body, your chakras, your aura, your contact with your God presence. It causes you to lose light, and it changes your personality and your way of thinking. And the remedy is the spiritual light and energy of your mighty I am presence, the flames, the protection of Archangel Michael, your guardian angel, your guardian seraph, and the violet flame to transmute the cause and core of it.
1: And we have those available to us at our beck and call. We do. This is why the Ascended Master teachings are so great, because these are practical tools that we mm-hmm. can apply mm-hmm. right now. And I want to, before we go to break, two things I'd like to say. One is to remember that great mantra of Jesus, I am and the, the resurrection, resurrection and the of life. life. Sounds simple, but it's very, very powerful. And Jesus himself said that was one of the most powerful mantras he knew. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, shifting gears here, for our final segment, let's talk a bit about whether or not there is a conspiracy to promote marijuana use among the population. If there is a conspiracy, who's behind it? So for an answer to that question, uh, stay with us. We'll be back after a short break.
0: The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be Extraordinary. Be the change.
4: Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, We have brought seekers worldwide, liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads.
0: the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. Once again, thank you very much for staying
1: with us. Today we are talking about marijuana, it's uh, physical and spiritual consequences um, for you know, use, even in some cases casual use. We are joined today by Dr. and Reverend Narely Duffy, um, a board-certified physician from Australia, originally, I think that's where you did your
6: mm-hmm. your
1: practice, right? Mm-hmm. In the field of anesthesiology, so can speak to some extent, I think, on uh, the, the medical benefits, perhaps, of uh, mm-hmm. marijuana. Yeah. And uh, we also had teased the subject of a possible conspiracy, and in fact, uh, we... We do believe there is a conspiracy of um, beings behind this marijuana use. Uh, we like to identify those as the fallen ones, the fallen angels, because we, we um, basically uh, focus on those guys um, on numerous occasions throughout the uh, history of this program. We will continue to do that. Anyway, so there's a few subjects there. First, mm-hmm. I guess, we, if we could just talk briefly about the medical benefits, if there are any, of marijuana.
3: Yeah, and I should just preface that I'm not practicing in the states. You know, I was practicing in Australia, but I'm I'm now a minister, right. so I'm not practicing here. So just want to clarify that. But um, yeah, it, it's spoken about a lot the medical benefits, and there definitely are some, particularly for people with terminal um, illnesses. Um, you have to look at the downside, and sometimes the downside can be just as much um, impacting the upside and in fact there are many other medications without the same kind of side effects i think at that time in your life when you're really wanting to be um people who are passing on want to be in control of their faculties as much as they can that's that's a real uh, downside and and you're just talking about a very small percentage here this is not the majority
1: right i just something just occurred to me i don't mean to throw you a curveball here but looking at the expression of disease in our beings in the course of our lives as possibly connected to the karma that we have put in motion or we have uh, accepted Mm. if in fact a disease is a karmic expression then the use of marijuana might actually cause that karmic experience to be lessened, maybe even have the lesson itself not fully understood or accepted. Totally,
3: I mean it dulls the senses, it it, uh, at the time when you really want your connection to your I am presence and Christ because you're moving on to other octaves, mm-hmm. it's doing the opposite. So, yeah, I think karmically, um, it's creating some problems for you. And we're not ex-
1: suggesting that people needless, needlessly suffer. No, you know, but there are other substances that can be used in the in, in, in Yeah, the, and in they're the getting stead.
3: more and more sophisticated with the um, with the effects of, of medications, like you know, chemotherapy years ago. You know, nausea, all these kinds of things, and, and the drugs they gave you were, you know, almost as bad and bombed you out. Now, very selective drugs for its very sp- yeah. selective symptoms such as nausea. You know, you, you get the anti-nausea drug the same time you're getting your chemo. a vast majority of people may not even have nausea at all. Yeah, and very probably. selective, and it doesn't affect your cognitive function, your decision-making. You're going to be wanting to make good decisions, In the middle of a serious illness such as, you know, cancer treatment. You want your wits about you. You want your wits about you. Okay. about you. So let's let's turn to (laughs) the
1: conspiracy. Is there a conspiracy?
2: Well, I was just thinking. I did a little bit of the math, and I figured that if you were 17 years old 50 years ago, Mm -hmm. you would now be of legislative age. So you could be in any one of the three branches of government uh, at the federal or the state level, and you could be helping to make you could you could be one of these people who uses marijuana on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. You may not be like a total weed head <laughs> or whatever you want to call it, but but anyway, your functions are are such that they would uh, they would be promoting uh, the use of medical uh, the use of marijuana in, from a medical point of view. Statewide, then Maybe that's why we're seeing so much of this going on. And that would be a part of the conspiracy.
1: Well, we're seeing um, casual use being legislated uh, in states like Washington, yeah, Colorado. I think there's others. Uh, others have proposed it. And I'm sure they're going to continue to work on that. What I'm looking at is a, even perhaps a broader question of if marijuana has been allowed to pervade all aspects of our society, our media, our culture, our social fabric right down to the family level, seeing it in being used regularly by middle school age children. Is it possible that there is and again the entities are organized <laughs> what would this if we were to call it a conspiracy and I tend to, where would we see the, the, the perpetrators? Where would we find them?
3: We would find them at the highest levels of um, all kinds of situations, whether it's, I mean, let's face it, the marijuana lobby is well-financed, it's politically powerful, major contributors to organizations working to legalize marijuana is supported by a billion, multi-billion dollar industry of marijuana growers and Mm -hmm. paraphernalia manufacturers. They want to protect the image of their product. They have control to a certain extent of the media they have control of the image Uh, scientists have a really hard time even if they've got really good research which has been around since the 70s um, to even get their material published they have to deal with strong political forces on both sides of the issue I mean Just at a sheer physical level, yeah, there's some kind of a conspiracy going on. I mean, just the powerful tobacco lobby was able for decades to suppress the scientific information about cigarette smoking until it finally came out. What we need is some kind of exposure so that these facts can come out and the bubble can burst. But it's at at all levels. But where the deepest conspiracy is is where you can't even see it. And I'm not just talking about the boardrooms of various, you know, companies or, or whatever or high levels of government or whatever. I'm talking about on the other side, on the astral plane. Yeah. The entity of um, marijuana is a beast and it's very big. People that can see it spiritually with their open third eye will tell you it is the size of cities and nations. It is a grid. It's a force field. It networks. It interacts. It deals at the local level with the, the guy who's selling the stuff on the street selling it in its apartment, but it also deals with all kinds of levels um, where this conspiracy is taking place and it's profound and it's deep and it doesn't want to be handled. It's very slimy, it's (laughs) slippery, it's serpentine, it doesn't want you to touch it, it wants you to just feel like, just go away and leave me alone and and then I'll go away. But it won't.
1: You know, um, you allude to two things that I was kind of hoping we could touch on in this conspiracy. The first part is that um, From a social point of view, from a physical point of view, uh, marijuana use uh, creates a certain passivity, uh, i.e., the ability to be controlled. So we're looking at a a bunch of us, (laughs) a percentage of the population, that being stoned is basically able and probably going to be laid back if, in fact, something were to happen. that They are not going to stand up and and be counted as soldiers in the ramparts. They're going to be stoned and they're just, as I said, laid back. But the other part of it was... Well, that's
3: a huge part of this conspiracy it, it, right there, isn't it? Well,
1: the other part, though, is you, you kind of alluded to, was the money beast. Oh, yeah. You know, they, you have this huge conglomerate, and they're so firmly entrenched. There's so much money changing hands in the course of this that they, you know, it's, it's basically being controlled for profit. And and there's
3: whole economies of nations, depending on this stuff. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I mean, true. you know, literally, you know, just, um, r- you know, bribe us, yeah. bribe us to um, not grow the stuff, you know, I mean... Unbelievable things.
2: Yeah. And the banks are involved, you know, because they're laundering the money. Yeah. And they know they're doing
1: it. (laughs) Well, the ones that we like to name in this conspiracy of darkness are the fallen ones. That they are after our light. They have none of their own. They want our light. Yeah. So we know that that's true. And so they take it any way they can. And they take it from the little people. They take it from those who are defenseless or basically they've made defenseless. And
3: and do you know where those fallen angels come from? This is not new. This is old. It's the same ones that were back on Atlantis and Lemuria. They were held in a compound. They were not permitted to reincarnate for a number of thousands of years. And finally, opportunity came. One more time, they can reincarnate again. And it's our opportunity also to stand, face, and conquer and to look at it and to name it and to say, thus far, not farther. <laughs> and that is spiritually the equation of where we're at. Wow. We're at the why.
2: That's good to hear. <laughs> That's good to know. But the light
3: is always greater than the darkness.
1: Well, well, we've got a few minutes left, and I just want us to maybe go back, reconsider, recap what we've been talking about today. Obviously, the topic is marijuana. But more than that, I think it's about the vampire action of the fallen ones to steal our light. This is one of the t- tools that they use. But marijuana's use is pervasive. It's being legalized in more and more places. We have a big um, challenge on our hands to basically counteract this movement. We know that this is a, uh, a position that's relatively unpopular, um, not among everybody, but I, I know that for many people uh, in, the, in the liberal establishment, it's a very unpopular position to take. That, well, it's, what's the harm? There's no problem here. This is very benign. We're just we're minding our own business, and we know better. But we talked about that. We talked about the spiritual consequences to our souls, to derailing our spiritual progress. In fact, even adding perhaps a lifetime or two of... Travail because this decision that we've made has taken us away from the beam of light that's basically magnetizing us to, to God's heart. So we look at this uh, marijuana issue. It is not benign. It is not harmless. It is very serious. It's nasty stuff, pure and simple. And uh, I think we just need to remind ourselves that when we have the opportunity that is presented to us, we have a choice. Choose the light. <laughs>
3: And challenge yeah. the lie, you know, I mean, yeah. just present some of these facts to your friends and, and people and say, well, you know, have you really looked into that, you know, that's not as harmless as it seems.
2: Yeah, 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 that's good. And keep in touch with us. Yeah. What is it that I always say? Write us, write us with your fingertips <laughs> on a keyboard at uh, webradio at tsl.org. That's right. Yeah, send us your
1: thoughts, ideas, concerns, um, complaints. You know, got anything you want to say about this particular topic? Let us know. We'll be happy to answer the questions that you send us. And um, we appreciate your being there. This is a labor of love for us. It always has been. We're very, very appreciative of the fact that we can present this program to you and do it in a way that promotes the Ascended Master teachings, which is already our, our calling. And as we like to say, uh, though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are out, out of, of this, this world. world.
0: God bless you, everyone. Tune in again. Bye-bye. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on Voice America's 7th Wave channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.